everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to a good friend of mine. Some of you may already know her, but if you don't, her name is Cricket, and she goes by the Wax Chick. Cricket is a licensed esthetician. She is still in that treatment room every week, waxing away. She has also designed an incredible business around educating us, educating us on how to gain the proper knowledge and skill set to wax away and to really boost your sales with waxing and to show up confident in this area that many of us aren't trained at all in in school. She is also created, I feel like she's filled a void in the marketplace for waxing. She has these incredible products that you're going to hear all about on the show today. And she also has something new that she's introducing and announcing, and that is a Wax Chick certification program, something that I feel has been missing in our industry for a very, very long time. And she's going to share with you a bunch of her trade secrets and things that she's learned along the way. So go ahead, tune in and enjoy the show. Thanks for being here today. And I can't wait for you to meet my friend Cricket the Wax Chick. Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. Hey everybody, it's Lori Crete here, and I want to take this opportunity to welcome you to the Beauty Biz Show. And today I'm excited to introduce you to a very good friend of mine. Her name is Cricket, and she is known in the Beauty Biz industry as the Wax Chick. Hi, Cricket. Hi, Lori. How are you this morning? Awesome. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Is it where are you today? Are you at home? Yep, yeah, I'm at home. And you know what? It's actually raining. Um, I live in the in the desert, in the high desert. So it's rare that we get rain. So I was wondering this morning, what is this wet stuff falling from the sky? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I'm in Palm Desert and I'm not getting that wet stuff falling from the sky, but I actually opened the door to let my dog out and it wasn't stifling hot. So I think fall is just around the corner for us. I can't wait. I know. I was on Facebook looking at all my friends in Los Angeles talking about how beautiful the rain was and I was feeling a little bit jealous. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you jealous. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So I'm excited to have you here today because you are a waxing guru as far as I'm concerned. You're my go-to girl that I call when I have waxing questions. And you're also fun. Like you make learning fun and you're silly and I appreciate that personally. <laughs> so <Thank you>. <laughs> before we get started, I want to know a little bit about your background. What did you do before you became an esthetician? Oh my God. Well, directly before I became an esthetician, I was in high tech. I lived in the Silicon Valley and I worked for um, a couple of computer companies there doing mostly administrative type stuff. But I am, I love a challenge. So throughout my entire life, I think I tried to write it down once and keep a tally of all of the different jobs that I have done in my life. And it's probably over, I'm going to say over 35 jobs. 
Okay, well, I want to ask you a question about that. But first, I want to go back. When you were in Silicon Valley, were you there when all of a sudden it was exploding with like 25-year-olds becoming multimillionaires? Yes, it, it, it was it was a crazy time. Unfortunately, that was not me becoming. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to watch all this happening, right? Was it cool or was it crazy or overly indulgent? Like, what was the energy there? Well, um, one of the companies that I worked for, it was crazy. They had everything free. You would go down into the cafeteria area and you can just open up drawers full of candy. They had like um, supermarket refrigerators full of any drink that you wanted. They would bring lunch in and they had video games. I was down at lunch regularly playing Galaga. That's my <laughs> game of choice. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. There are still companies doing this. I have a client that works at Bloomberg and she said they, they'll do anything to keep you there. She said at four o'clock, you know, when you have that lull in the afternoon, personally, it's when I want to crawl on my treatment room table with my clients because I get tired. She said they do. They bring in like bins of candy. And if you stay there past seven at night, they actually feed you dinner, like a really good dinner, she said. So this is great for, you know, anyone living in New York City. Heck, I'd stay at work. Exactly. That's their whole plan. They don't want you to leave. So they bring in all the stuff. So you don't have to leave. You can just stay there and work. Okay. So out of, what'd you say? The hundred jobs you've had, which, <laughs> which one was your very favorite besides the beauty biz industry? You know what? I worked at the Marriott hotel in the restaurant as a hostess and I loved it. Love, love, loved it. And you get some great perks, right? Yeah. we uh, Free food, of course. Um, but I don't know why. I just love that job so much. And I love the people that I worked with. Um, at one point, I was kind of going back in the kitchen and doing things. So at one point, my official job title that I deemed myself was head toast maker. <laughs> Were you doing this like at, in high school, college, after school? Um, it was, I was, uh, when the heck was that? Um, I want to say it wasn't, it was after college-ish. It's funny. My friend Sue here in the desert drives a Bentley and she is still a hostess at the Marriott. She loves it so much and she gets free hotel rooms everywhere, <laughs> but she won't give the job up. She's had it for years and years and years. It's awesome. If you ever have a chance to be a hostess at the Marriott, do it because it's the best thing you will ever do. Okay. So you go from being in the techie world, like crazy techie world, getting free candy all day long and playing video <laughs> games during your lunch hour. When do you decide, okay, I'm going to become an esthetician. It seems like a very odd transitional type thing to take place. Wait, can I tell you my, my weirdest job that I've ever had? Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this was like the most awesome pain job ever. Um, I lived in a tiny town called Kingman in Arizona. And do you know those turbine things on top of the roof that spin around? I worked in a factory that made those. Like the little windmilly type ovally things that are on a roof? Or, yeah, yeah. That spin around. What do they do? I don't even know. They're like. They like suck air in and out and ventilate, I think. Okay. And I didn't make them. I just, you know, I didn't design them. Okay. So <laughs> don't ask me these questions. You don't know the purpose don't of them. What was your job title there? I was just making them. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> so, you know, you have the spinny part, but then below that, that part's called the elbow. And that's what my job was. Interesting. The elbow, the elbow actually comes in like two pieces and you have to kind of wrench it to make it look like a circle. And that's what I did all day long. And I pissed some people off because I was so fast at doing it. The girl before me, her job, oh, my God, she would work through lunch to stack stuff up for me so that (laughs) she could be ahead of me. You mean like on the assembly line, the girl ahead of you? Yes. (laughs) You had competition going? I totally had competition going. But I think I only worked there for two weeks. It was so hot. They didn't have any air conditioning. Um, But In Arizona? Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess it's my craziest job. Okay. Well, so you quit after two weeks, then you end up in San Jose. Yeah. Back to later, back to the future. So how I got into being an esthetician to answer your question, Miss Lori, is I was working for one of those high-tech companies, and I had always kind of been interested in the beauty industry. I loved makeup. I loved doing makeup. I would always kind of do my friend's hair, stuff like that. And so I initially wanted to be a makeup artist because I have a cousin who's actually a, a Hollywood makeup artist. She works on all of the big movies, the TV shows. I mean, she does it all. So I called her up and I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about being a makeup artist. And she's all, well, you know, a lot of people get their esthetician licenses so that when there isn't any work in makeup, they can work in a spa. And I said, huh, okay. And so I thought about that for a while and I took a makeup class here and there. And then in 2000, I got laid off from my super high paying, high tech job. And I thought, you know, maybe now is the time for me to make a change. So I enrolled in um, an esthetician course. I was not into cosmetology. I just don't like all the hair. I, I don't even like my hair on me when I get my hair cut. So I don't want other people's hair on me. I'm the same way. You know what? When I first started working in a hair salon, I couldn't eat there. Oh, because of the hair. I never thought of that. Yeah. I could not eat in the break room. And I thought, am I a weirdo? And some of the hairdressers even said to me, no, we have a hard time doing the same thing. (laughs) And this was a really clean hair salon. So I understand what you're saying. (laughs) It just leaves me out. I don't like it. And I look at the girls because the shop that I work in now, we have about 14 hairstylists. And sometimes they'll wear boots or pants with cuffs and they're just loaded with hair. I'm all, ooh, how can you go home like that? They're probably saying the same thing about what we do. They do. They go, but how do you <laughs> wax hoo-haws? And yeah, like, and, and pop like, pimples. Right? And I'm all, yes, but the hair is sticking to the wax, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a big difference. So I went to esthetician school, um, got a job while I was still in school at one of the top salons in, in the Silicon Valley area and decided, Hey, I kind of like this side of it. So, um, I did, you know, do some advanced education with the makeup and I stuck with that for a while, but primarily I decided to stay in the treatment room. So what was your first experience like out of school being in the salon? Was it because when I went to beauty school, 
they said, oh, don't we hire 89% of our students get jobs. They start making around 70, $80,000 a year. Did you step into it thinking it was going to be heaven? No, I mean, this wasn't my first rodeo. So I kind of knew how things worked, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to be, you know, a hundred thousand dollar esthetician immediately graduating from high school. Oh, I was. <laughs> nope. I wasn't expecting that, you know, because through school, you know, people would tell us stories. Oh, a girl got hired and she does microdermabrasion all day and she makes 60,000 a year. And I'm all, wow, that's pretty good. Um, did I make that? No, I did not make that my first several years um, out of school. It's a tough thing to do. And that's why, I mean, you know, earlier you said I was your go-to person for waxing. You're my go-to person for, you know, esthetician building business things because, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough racket out there. It is. You know what? One of the things I love to teach is actually how fun it can be to build a business. I think we're terrified of it. We don't learn anything about it. And when you learn just how simple a few tweaks can be, it's, you have a good time growing your biz. And I, I, we're going to talk a little bit about your educational thing, because the one thing I have found when I try to hire people as a spa owner, hire estheticians out of school is that their waxing skills are not very good. So we're going to talk about your training, but let's talk about how you end up in you're, you're in San Jose, then you decide to move to the desert. <laughs> yeah. When did you start teaching? Was it before you got to the desert or when you got to the desert? Like what made you say, okay, I'm going to educate because, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. What made you decide you were going to educate? <laughs> well, you know, when I started, um, when I got out of school, like I said, I was hired at one of the top spas in the area and they trained me on a lot of different things, some of which included waxing. And so I was very fortunate to have that because salons today do not do that. They want you to already have the skill set before they hire you. They're not willing to bring you on and train you for the most part. I'm going to say 99% of the time, they're just not willing to do that. So I feel like I was really fortunate to have that. But the two areas that I still struggled in that I didn't feel that I got adequate training in were brows and Brazilians. Because Which are your favorite things to do now. Exactly. And in the beginning, I hated them. Hated because I didn't know how to do it. I was afraid. I was like, oh, and I'm screwing people up, but I just don't know any different because I couldn't find the training. Oh, when I first got out of school, I hired an esthetician to do a Brazilian wax on me and my girlfriend who is an esthetician watched and then she had one and I watched and that was our official training. <laughs> and it was right when sex in the city that Kim Cattrall made it very popular. My phone was ringing all day long for that type of waxing. And I would say, I always say yes to business, but I was like you, I was like, am I torturing these people? Yep. I mean, it's, you know, and and I feel bad for clients because they don't understand that these are highly specialized services. Not just anybody does them and nobody gets trained in school for them. What a great thing to put on your menu. Like this is a highly specialized service and we are trained in this. That would make me go somewhere to a spa if I saw that on a menu. Right. Because not know. only is it, it, it's also very an intimate service. You want to really be able to trust this person that's waxing you. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, my big thing is education, not just for estheticians, cosmetologists, whoever in the industry, it's for clients too. I let them know, hey, if you're going to go to somebody else, make sure that they have proper training, make sure that they're sanitary. You know, I, education is power in both the hands of us as technicians and our clients. Just so our listeners aren't confused, Cricket is an esthetician. She rents space in a salon and she's also an educator in this industry. So when did you start the education thing? Like what, what transitioned you, you into it? You just saw a need for it. I, yes, I finally, I mean, I searched for a long time for training and I finally found some advanced training in waxing and I took a class with this company and I was like, wow, okay, I get it now. I I learned some new stuff that really helped me to feel more confident in offering the services. And it took a lot of practice to get to where I am today, but it helped me so much that I was like, okay, so I started teaching for them. And then I started my own thing in um, 2006. I'm trying to think when I heard of you, I went to your wax show in Ontario, California. It was one of the first live events outside of a trade show. Like it was this really cool, quite like small, maybe would you have 50, 60 people there training? And I had been an esthetician already for like 11, 12 years. And I took so much away from that training. It was great. And I love how you bring people in. Like you're just not afraid to get somebody up there on stage and show us how it's done. (laughs) Nope, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So what does your life look like now? You are an esthetician. How many days a week do you work in the treatment room? I'm in the treatment room usually two, two and a half days a week. And we've had conversations surrounding this before where you are like, I don't care if I ever do another facial again. I, I heart waxing. It's all I, I, do. I heart waxing <laughs> and back. <laughs> so basically your day is filled with, what do you say? 90% waxing. And then you do a few facials here and there. Um, yeah, I think the last uh, facial that, I mean, the first, fa- ugh, can't even talk. So last week was my first facial that I've done in probably three weeks. Okay. Now I want to circle back for a minute. You said when you educate your clients, to, that are going to go somewhere else, you tell them, make sure your esthetician is educated. Like what, what do you give them for information? Like how would they know? Um, you know, ask if the esthetician doesn't have any certificates posted in their room, which if you, for any estheticians listening, if you have taken any advanced training, post those certificates in your room, let your clients know, Hey, I am badass. Well, yeah, you want to look like a professional and those certificates do you go in any doctor's office, they have them hanging up. Exactly. So that's one way for a customer to see, you know, that they've been trained and ask questions. Don't ever feel shy. You know, for anyone listening, that's thinking of having these services, don't feel shy about saying, you know, have you had any advanced training on this? Is this something you specialize in? Actually, when I got oncology certified, they gave me their logo. I should put that because I am certified by you since I went to the wax thing. Mm-hmm. I should put your logo on my website. Right. And do things like that to let your clients know that you are paying attention. I feel like clients that are willing to show up and pay a little bit more do look for these things. 
Because I, I didn't know this. Like one lady said to me, she called for an oncology facial and she said, how do I know you're certified? And that's when my staff and I said, oh, let's see if we can put the logo on our website. Yep, absolutely. And you're right, Lori. Clients are getting more and more savvy about things um, because, you know, Brazilian waxing in the last 10 years has exploded, exploded. But it's hard for people to catch up with that, that want to, because adequate training still isn't available to everyone. When you say people to catch up with that, you mean estheticians to catch up with the people who've been doing it forever? Mm-hmm. I mean, estheticians to catch up with some, I get calls all the time from estheticians. You know, I've been in the business for 25 years. I've never done a Brazilian, but now I'm getting calls on it. I'm thinking, Hey, I need to add this to my service menu because I'm losing out on a lot of money. So I need training. I know another thing you're not afraid of is to travel. Like you travel all over the country. You've even gone actually outside of the country. You've traveled internationally to train people. I remember you were in London. Was that like a year, year and a half ago? Yeah. So you get on a plane, you go to these cities, you find models, you bring a waxing table or somebody shows up with one and you spend a whole day educating people. Yes. How do people find out about that? Um, from Primarily from my website, thewaxchick.com. I also advertise in a lot of trade magazines um, that I offer these services. Do you have any idea? This is a question I may be putting you on the spot. Is Brazilian bikini waxing illegal in certain states? I've heard rumors about that. Have you heard anything? I don't think it's illegal. Um, That's kind of a crazy you know, statement to make that it's illegal. You know, it's funny when I first opened a place in Palm Desert, I don't have a location here anymore, but somebody told me you can't put that on your menu. It's not allowed in certain counties. It might be that certain, yeah, that certain counties don't allow it, but illegal. I don't know. Is that the same thing? I have no idea. I'm such a rule follower. I took it very seriously. You're like, okay, I will not put it on. my. So craziness, but so you, do you travel all over? You do these really cool workshops. I know they're small. They can be anywhere from five people to 30 people. So people get hands-on, they get to ask you tons of questions. If they want to be a VIP, they can even sit and have lunch with you and get bonus materials, but you've taken that one step further and now you are offering online certifications. Yes, ma'am. I am. So tell me a little bit about what's involved in the certification. You have certain areas of waxing you cover or is it all encompassing? How does this work to become online wax chick certified? Uh, well, to become wax chick certified, you know, the reason I did this Lori is because of all of those estheticians out there that are trying to catch up to this new ish service and they're losing out on money because they, they don't live close to someone that can train them. They can't get anywhere. So I thought online certification training, I think it's a slam dunk Um, So what it includes is there are, yes, three different certifications. You can do eyebrow design, you can do female Brazilian waxing, or male Brazilian waxing. Let's talk just for a second, and we don't have to get into details here and make anyone listening in blush, but that's a huge growing market, right? The the male Brazilian waxing? It really, really is. Um, I recently did a 
presentation at one of our industry trade shows. And one of the statistics that I used um, that I had found was that 95% of men are doing some kind of manscaping down there. Doesn't mean waxing. They, whether they're shaving, whether they're trimming, whether they're waxing, 95% of men are having this done or doing it. So the odds of you turning, say, a man who's like been shaving or trimming into waxing, that's huge. Oh, well, you know what? I personally don't do it at my spa, but I watched you do it from stage and you have to have a skill set and you have to know what you're doing or you can really hurt somebody. Absolutely. And that's why I say that these services, Brazilians, male, female, and brows are very highly specialized. You have to know what you're doing. Otherwise, yeah, you can tear the skin. You can lift the skin. You can bruise people. Yeah. All kinds of crazy things can happen if you don't know what you're doing. And that's why advanced education is so important. So you offer three different certifications. And again, anyone listening in, I'll tell you, it's my biggest, I would say maybe roadblock when hiring people. I've had estheticians come in for an interview that don't even know how to hold a wax stick. And I'm, that's the school's fault that they're not giving these people that type of opportunity to do some hands-on training. So I think what you're doing is so valuable. If somebody came to me and they had a letter and they said, I'm wax chick certified, (laughs) that's a tongue twister. I would put their resume probably at the top of my pile. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I mean, you can't, it's invaluable to a spa owner to have a staff that is trained, that can bring in that extra profit for them in the two most requested services in waxing, which are brows and Brazilians. So tell me a little bit about what your certification program looks like, and then we'll tell everyone how they can find out more information. Okay, sure. So each of the courses, they're all separate. So you can choose which one you want to do. And they're six weeks long. And what it kind of includes is at the beginning of each course, there's a a kickoff webinar uh, to kind of welcome you to the course. And then each week you receive access to new course materials. Um, There's homework. There's access to a private Facebook group to where you can network with other people in the course, ask questions of me. Um, That's where you post your Um, anything that you want to talk about, really. So it's very interactive. And you actually have videos where they can watch you waxing as well, right? Yes, that's part of the course materials. So you get a ton of stuff too. And I'm super detailed in my teaching. So it's almost like you are with me and I am with you. I watched one of your free videos last week. And like I said, I've been waxing eyebrows for 15 years now. And I still, every time you send me something, I open it and I feel just a little bit more confident with what I do when I get to the spa. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not holding that area between the brows tight enough. (laughs) You could always take a tip away from you (laughs) and your trainings, no matter how long you've been waxing. Thank you for that, Lori. I appreciate you saying that. So I think that somebody would graduate from this with confidence. And honestly, confidence is one of the major factors in increasing your income and boosting your sales. Absolutely. Someone emailed me and they said, you know what? I'm, 
I know they didn't email me. I was doing a webinar and I got asked this question. How can I be more confident when performing, you know, a Brazilian? I'm just so insecure. And I said, the number one thing to do is get education because the more you learn, the more confident you feel. And then you can just go in and take charge of that room. You You, know what you're doing. You even tell these people how to practice, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So say that, well, first of all, let's tell everyone how they can find out more information or how they can contact you to ask any questions regarding your online certification programs that are starting October 5th, right? Yes, they're starting October 5th. Um, and I will be announcing them in a webinar that I'm offering, um, which if you're interested, you can contact me, um, at cricket with two T's at the waxchick.com. Or you can call me. Can I get my phone number? Yes. If, okay. If you want um, to put it out there. <laughs> it's 760-403-6457. Perfect. I don't know if this is going to air by the time that you have your webinar, but gosh, if you could record it and maybe let anyone listening in, like as a special treat, see it before the program starts, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I could totally work that out. Okay. That sounds good. And then, okay. Say that you're a a really advanced esthetician, you know, you don't need any, which I think everyone needs training, but in your head, you go, I know I don't need any training, but I am looking for an incredible new wax. You offer supplies and you have a custom made wax hard and soft right available for purchase yes absolutely i have two different hard waxes one is pina colada which is a non-polymer wax and what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) that means polymer means plastic so this is a non-polymer so no plastic in the wax a lot of hard waxes have plastic in them and that's just for stability reasons so could we say this pina colada is kind of eco-chic if it doesn't have plastic in it? It is eco-chic. I love that term. Um, it is eco-chic. It's 100% biodegradable. You can take it down to your recycling center and they know what to do with it, how to dispose of it so that it has less of a footprint on our environment. Um, and it's also great for the face, underarms, the Brazilian area. It smells amazing. And then you have a fall themed one. I mean, you can use it anytime, but everyone likes pumpkin in the fall, right? Right. I'm good <laughs> to remind everyone that, you know, it's fall time for the pumpkin. So pumpkin pie, which is my polymer. And again, polymer means plastic. So this does have plastic in it. Um, and so this one's just, um, it's great. For underarms and Brazilians. I don't prefer it so much for the face, though some people use it on the face. I just think the pina colada works better for the facial hairs. Can I ask you a question? Because I'm not a hard wax girl. You know that about me. I try to use it and it's just not my thing. But is there a way that like with the plastic, does that not absorb into the skin as much? Or is that just a myth that I heard? You know, the polymer versus non-polymer and how it absorbs into the skin. Um, I don't think so. The hard wax's job is to shrink wrap around the hair. So it really doesn't have much to do with the skin. Its job is to shrink wrap around the hair. 
That's how it differs from strip wax. And with your waxes, is it kind of the same amount of time that you give them to shrink around the hair or do different waxes require different amount of times to do that little job of shrinking around the hair? Um, I can speak for my particular waxes and a few others that I've used. Uh, for my particular waxes, they shrink wrap. I mean, the, the drying process, if you will, is very fast. Um, so it's not like you're standing around waiting for your wax to set up. You know, you apply several strips at once. By the time you're done applying, you go back and start removing. So it's a super quick process. It doesn't take longer, any longer. I can do, for example, I can do a Brazilian with hard wax in 15 to 20 minutes. And you that pretty much only use hard wax for your most of your waxing, right? I only use hard wax in the Brazilian, the underarms, the face and the brows. Okay. And that's pretty much the only waxing I, you know, that's the bulk of my waxing. I don't do a ton of body waxing. Well, even though you don't do a ton, you have a liquid gold wax that's mind-blowing. I <laughs> I do have a liquid gold wax. What I like about it is that it is it behaves sort of like a hard wax in that it's very gentle, but it gets the job done amazingly, and there's no sticky residue on your client afterwards. So you're not having to spend a lot of time cleaning them and making sure that they're not sticky. Well, not only that, my clients, like I have these, and it's, it's mainly Latin women where they get a ton of ingrown hairs for some reason on their legs. And this wax lifts everything up and out. And my clients are, are like, how did you get my waxing so clean? As in most of the hair removed, 99% of it, and it doesn't hurt. So I don't know what you have in there, but my clients think the wax is just unbelievable because they don't feel as much pain. Uh, yeah, awesome. That's great. I'd love to hear that. And that's why I had it formulated that way because I, I wanted to accomplish all those things. And it's so pretty. Isn't it pretty? It really is. <laughs> so what are some of the other sub waxing supplies that you sell on your website? Um, I also have a, a line of pre and post waxing products. Um, my pre and post wax balm is Wonder Whip. And this is again, you know, I like to be eco chic, so you say. Um, so this is 100% organic. It's shea butter emu oil, mango butter, a bunch of different great stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of a lazy gal. I don't like to have 50 different things that I have to use. So this is double duty. I use it before wax, always on the labia. And then I use it after wax to help calm and soothe. And it seems to be oil enough where it removes the wax as well. Yes, but it's not oily or greasy. That's the the main key with the Wonder Whip. It's not going to be oily and greasy to where it can get into the pores and do funky stuff or create a barrier so that your wax doesn't stick. It absorbs into the skin to hydrate it. And that's also what I sell to my clients and what other estheticians can retail to their clients at home. I need to order some of that from you and some powder. You have a great powder. Oh, thank you. Let's just talk about the powder then. Let's. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> so the dusting powder, what do you like about the dusting powder, Lori? You know what? I just, it doesn't feel like it gets stuck in my nose when I'm putting it on my clients. I don't know why, but it seems to be a little more workable than a normal powder that you would go get at the dollar store. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Again, I wanted it formulated that way to be very fine. And there's no talc. There's no starch. It's... A really, again, a 100% organic 
powder. There's no fragrance, no dyes, no perfumes, nothing. I like this. This is another thing I want to tell you that I like about it. This time of year in LA, everybody comes in warm. Their whole body's warm, especially where we crease the underarm. If I'm doing a bikini and your powder doesn't seem to get soup. Yeah. Yeah. Like goopy and clumpy. Yeah. And I, and that's because it doesn't have those additives like talc and starch. Okay. Well, you learn something new every day. I know I love your stuff. I don't even know why. So this is an (laughs) educational call for me as well. It's just a nice fine powder. And you know what? I sell this to my clients also to use at home because like you said, this time of year and depending on the area that you live, people can be hot and sticky. And when you're hot and sticky in those creasy dark places, this powder is awesome to use at home. I live in the desert. It's so flipping hot. I know. I will use the powder every day in the summer and it really does help. So another thing, I don't know if you still sell this, but it changed my whole waxing life is the blue mat. Do you oh, still sell those? I still have that. Okay. So first of all, it, it helped my budget shift a little bit. I don't have to spend as much money on sheets now because I use this for every waxing client. So wow. explain what it is. Cause people are going to bombard you with phone calls and emails if you don't. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I call it the blue shield. And so when you're waxing, this thing is like, it's a shield. So you put it on your bed. It's bed size. So you don't need towels. You don't need sheets. You just put this mat on. If you want to use table paper on top of it, you can. I do. And I do too, because I live in the desert and people just get sweaty with that vinyl next to their skin. Um, So I put the table paper, but you don't have to, depending on where you live. And then once you're done, you just spray it with, I use a 91% alcohol and I just spray it and wipe it down. And literally if you get wax on it, all you do is spray it and the wax will wipe right off. Yeah. I I use the alcohol as well sometimes. And then I just put some quats in a sprayer bottle and I do that as well. Yep. You can do that too. And then once in a while, if you're feeling frisky, you can throw it into the wash. On oh, a- I didn't know that. Yeah. You could throw it in the wash on a cold water cycle. Just hang it up. Think of it as a shower curtain. Okay. Yeah. It saves me a lot of money on sheets. Every sheet that I used to use, I would then pull out, you know, after I washed it to put it on for a facial and there was a wax stain and I don't want my clients seeing that. Absolutely. So this just keeps my room in my anal Virgo, (laughs) perfect perfectionist (laughs) environment. It all, it, it really is one of those things that I could not live without. I totally agree. So now before we go today, because I know you have some crazy stuff to do and I appreciate your time and sharing your secrets with me. If you could share three waxing success trade secrets, what would they be like? What does it take? I know education. We've talked a lot about that, but why do you think like your eyebrows are so amazing and people keep coming back to you? What is it these girls need to know if they want to up their waxing game? If you want to up your waxing game, you have to do brows and you have to do Brazilians. You don't have to do male Brazilians, but you should at least do female Brazilians and eyebrows. And a lot of times people think that they know how to design an eyebrow, but they really don't. Because I've had people come to me for training. They're like, oh, I've been doing brows for years. And then they see me do what I do and they're all, oh my God, I've never done brows like that. Forgive me. I should have said, what would you tell guys and gals? Because there are some amazing male estheticians out there. So forgive me, guys. 
listening. Oh, no, that's okay. I mean, it's for both of you, brows and Brazilians. And guys, you might think, I can't do a woman's Brazilian. There are, I have trained a lot of, not a lot, but I have trained men to do Brazilians and they do them quite well on women. But you can also do the male Brazilian too. I have done this chart and I think you've taken a class where I've done this before. If you just add you ask every facial client if they want an eyebrow wax and five people say yes a day, you can make an extra thirty to forty thousand dollars a year, depending on what you're charging. Yes. And that's from adding an, you know, upsell of twenty minutes. And I do it all the time. If I have time in my schedule, did you need a brow wax before we start your facial today? And I bet you eighty percent of the time my clients say, Oh yes, and can you add the lip on as well? Yep, absolutely. And and that's a good point. Another thing too for upselling those services is to, you know, if you're trying to build your waxing business, start with who you already know and who you already have. Um, so that makes it a lot easier for you. Don't think that you have to go out and start pulling, you know, from strangers on the street. That makes your work a lot harder. So if you're trying to build a waxing business, start with who you know. Market it to the people that are already coming in your door. Right. Start with who you know. And then do you have another tip or a trade secret or Anything you can, uh, that you know that you're doing differently than you see most people doing in the waxing success department? You know what? I, for me, I think it, it comes down to client education. Because every time a new client comes into me, I always educate them on what I'm doing, what I'm seeing on them. And they always say, no one has ever said this to me before. I never knew this. You've told me more in five minutes than anyone has ever told me over all of the years that I've been waxing. I, I educate my clients all the time. I'm like, you should book your waxing appointment a week after your cycle. And they look at me like I've given them the best message in the whole entire world. They're like, I've never heard that. And I've been waxing for 15 years. See, right. And so what that does to your business, when you educate your clients, bring them in they feel like, oh, I'm getting all the secrets now. They will trust you more. You build your credibility. Don't be keeping all of these things to yourself. Let your clients in on what you know. Yeah, they they want this information. People are very educated in the beauty biz. Our clients are educated in the beauty biz world today. Yeah, and this just makes them love you more. And something else I want to talk about, going back to education, you know, we learn how to do an eyebrow in school. This is a conversation that we had not so long ago, but I think it's worth sharing with everyone listening. And I was working with this esthetician is like, and she said, but that's what I learned in school. And I feel like you have to so customize what you're doing to somebody's face. It's not just what you learn in school. And do you teach around that in the eyebrow waxing certification program? That's a great question and a great point. You know, there are a lot of different techniques out there. Um, when I teach, and it is included in the eyebrow design certification program, I show you exactly how to shape the brow. And although everyone's face shape is different, their eyebrows might be different, the way you go about shaping their brow is the same. So it's confusing for people I know because they look at people and they go, I have no idea what to do with their brows. Well, I think it's listening to the client too, because I have clients that want me to take maybe two hairs out of the middle. They want a semi-unibrow. So it's, it's listening to your client. Absolutely. It, it comes, 
it, you know, it's a fine line with that, Loria. I totally agree. You have to listen to your client. And also, they're coming to you because you're the expert. If they knew how to do their own brows, they wouldn't need you. I feel like in LA right now, there's a shift. And tell me if you're seeing any of this because you're traveling the country. Yeah. My clients are coming in saying to me, I want messy brows, clean them up, but I want a messy look at this supermodel. And they're pulling pictures out on their phone of these big, hairy eyebrows that are kind of a mess. Do you see that happening? Yes, that is a trend right now. That's a, that definitely is a trend right now. But I think there's a way to do that look and still have it be clean, but still have, keep, have that unruly, messy look. And at the same time, you know, we have to do a service to our clients because we are the expert and say, that's an awesome look on her. She looks gorgeous. Let's see what we can do to kind of make that theme work for you. So it's just like a hairdresser. I remember I used to bring Jennifer Aniston's haircut in all the time and my hairdresser would be like, Lori, your hair is just not going to do that. (laughs) Exactly. So it's up to us to look at what they want, look at what they have and say, you know, yes, those are beautiful brows for her, but her face shape might be different than your client's face shape. Her brow hair might be different than your client's brow hair. Their ability to grow hair might be different. So, you know, there's, don't we all want to look like, who's the big, who's the big thing right now? Don't we all want to look like, I want to say Cindy Crawford, but that dates us. (laughs) I don't know who the young hot, oh, Gigi Haddad or, yeah. she's one of them that's hot right now, young, hot model. So So sad. Don't we all want to look like Lauren Bacall? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or Betty Davis. Don't we all? (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) That is funny because when you said that, I couldn't think of one person and their name, but I guess that surrounds also being busy. I don't really read it unless I get a pedicure. I don't know who's hot right now because I don't have time to go through those magazines anymore. (laughs) I I was at the supermarket the other day and I'm all, gosh, I wish I could buy a National Enquirer and read it all the way through. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know they still printed that one. I'm an Us magazine girl. (laughs) So sad. Well, so I want to just, again, let everybody know how to find you that's listening in. Okay, um, so you can contact me at thewaxchick.com or email me at cricket with two T's at thewaxchick.com or feel free to give me a call at 760-403-6457. Okay, and then let me know, Just and we're going to end it after this. I'll let you get on with your day, I promise. But what is your favorite treatment room tool? Like, what is it you couldn't live without? And Lori Creep. <laughs> um, my favorite treatment, I couldn't live without my magnifying glass. Oh, and is it a special one or is that just like the tool you have to have in there? I got to have a mag light. Got to have it. And there, is there a special brand of tweezers that are a must have in your room? Yes, those two. I cannot live without Mihaz Rubis Point Tip tweezers. Yeah. I just invested in two pair of those and they're mind blowing. You cannot get a better tweezer. Yeah. And where do you get them? Do you just get them on Amazon? Um, yeah, I get them anywhere. Sometimes I get them at a trade show, but the great thing about them is, is you can send them in to be retooled, resharpened, realigned, and it's only three bucks. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. There's Cricket's little 
trade secret tips for your waxing success. All right, my friend, I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon, but thanks for showing up today. I know you're really busy and getting your new certification program all fine-tuned and ready to go for us. And uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, Lori. I appreciate you inviting me. Have an awesome day, my friend. Bye. Bye. for tuning in to the beauty biz show i hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully if you'd like a copy of my free report six simple strategies to generate a dramatic increase in your beauty biz income and fill your appointment book with valuable clients please visit www.lauricrete.com or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in los angeles please visit www.thespa10.com thanks again for tuning in to the beauty biz show